Alrighty, I want to welcome everybody back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Local podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. Welcome to my show as I introduce you and spotlight individuals, people, business owners, artists, musicians, food truck owners, authors. I mean, I've chatted with anybody and everybody. I've brought them on the podcast and found out their story. So I want to thank you for, for joining me. If you have not hit that subscribe or follow button in whatever podcast app that you listen to podcasts in, make sure to uh, hit that now because uh, I got a new podcast episode every week that'll come right to your uh, smartphone, right to your podcast app, so you can listen to it right there and get to know some of the awesome individuals here in uh, this beautiful state of Utah. I mean, it, uh, especially this time of year, you guys, with the with the leaves and, and autumn and, and you know, winter is right around the corner. I mean, what a beautiful time of year here in the state of Utah. But uh, hey, I got a really fun podcast for you guys today. Duncan Johnson from Bakery 83. He comes into the podcast studio and uh, we get a chat. But before I tell you about this episode, I got to mention our show sponsor, the Red Sign Real Estate Team. This is actually my real estate team, you guys. So if you're looking to move to Utah, if you're looking to maybe downsize, uh, maybe, you know, looking to move across town. Maybe the kids moved out. Maybe they went to college this semester and you're like, hey, I don't need this big a home. What are my options, Chris? Shoot me a text. My number is uh, 801-244-2908. I'd love to uh, answer any real estate related questions or uh, chat with you about your options. Again, shoot me a text, 801-244-2908. And uh, like I said, this is an awesome episode with Duncan Johnson from Bakery 83. He is the owner, the founder, the originator of uh, Bakery 83, which we get to find out all about. We get to find out about the inspiration. We get to find out about the baked goods that he sells, you know, the breads and all that good stuff. We're going to talk about it in this episode. We're going to talk about, you know, how he started, the inspiration, the obstacles. You know how how I like to do it here on the podcast. We're going to get into all of that here in uh, in just a second with Duncan Johnson from Bakery 83. But most of all, I want to thank you guys for uh, for listening because without you guys, there would be no podcast. So thank you so much, everybody, for coming back week after week. And uh, like I said, Duncan Johnson's on this episode. So let's get into it. Here we go. All right, Duncan Johnson, Bakery 83. That is a unique name, which we're going to get into here in just a yeah. minute. And kind of find out about uh, a little bit there but but I mean let's start right off cuz I know it's a it's a basic question it'll probably be an yeah. easy question but I'm sure a lot of listeners aren't familiar with with you and mm-hmm. and what it is that you do uh so tell I mean what is bakery 83 what what do you do there so bakery 83 it, it's I it, I'm a sourdough bread and pastry bakery I, everything's made from from scratch it started out as just kind of a hobby okay um that just really started evolving into a passion. And I love, I, I just found out it was something that I I could really do. And I've always been passionate about creating things. And I know it's something I can do with my hands and create and give to people that I know they'll enjoy it. And sure. something that people can share and enjoy with each other and their families and their friends and all sorts of things. So you said it, it was kind of started as a passion. I mean, talk yeah. a little bit about that. When did that start for, I mean, as a kid or as a teenager? I mean, what, like, talk about when you really were like, I love doing this. I yeah. love being uh, a baker. So, so 
Honestly, I, I honestly never dreamed of being a baker as a kid. That, like that was the last yeah, thing that was on my mind. Or no, I wanted to be a paleontologist as a kid. I loved dinosaurs. And, yeah, of course. Well, and, what kid does it? Yeah. Right? And like, so that was like, oh, I wanted to be that. But I uh, grew up in a family. We always were, were always cooking. Like that was something that was big in my family. My parents always cooked dinners, family dinners. We loved it. And my mom, I grew up with my mom making the most amazing birthday cakes growing up. And she eventually went on to make our wedding cakes because her her mom back in the day owned uh, a cake business as well. And uh, so that was something that was always kind of going on in my family. And so food was definitely a huge part of our, our like socializing as a family and getting together and family dinners on Sundays or whenever we could get together and, and do stuff. Um, but I, and that evolved into kind of me really learning how to cook and then got home from, from an LDS mission and got a job at a great harvest that was opening up just a few delicious bread. Oh yeah. I love great harvest. I mean, I'm still working there right now currently. Um, Which one do you work at? The one right uh, there in University Parkway? Isn't that a great one? Yeah, the one down there? in Provo. Yeah. Provo, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been there now for 33 years. Yeah. So, and I've I've been at that particular store for five. Um, and that's that's really where it kind of started was I, I started at there was one that opened down in Vineyard a couple of years back. I worked there for a couple of years, but I was just kind of making like cinnamon rolls and some brownies over at that one. Wasn't too involved with the bread making process, but I eventually college school schedule got too busy for me. And I was like, okay, I need something that can work with my school schedule. So my boss at the time, Jason, he, he heard that I was looking for, um, like an overnight job. And his dad happened to, who was the owner of the provost store happened to be looking for a new baker. And it was a 3am to 9, 10, 10 a.m. shift, and it worked right with my schedule. So I went of over course, there. Of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works with basically anyone's schedule, which is the nice thing. Um, <laughs> but I got a job there and started be started out as the bread baker there, and been like over over a couple of years. I just started really enjoying it. I loved being there for the whole process, starting from literally the most simple ingredients to seeing this beautiful loaf of bread come out of the oven and then seeing the joy on people's faces when they bought it and enjoyed it. And I was like, I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. this is something. And, and then I came across a video on YouTube. It was uh, Chad Robertson, the owner of Tartine down in San Francisco. Um, it was a sourdough bread tutorial. And I was like, I got to learn how to do this. Yeah. Which coincidentally is how a lot of sourdough bakers start out is they see, his video or read his book. And I was like, okay, I got to do this. And so I watched his video a million times, watched a couple other YouTubers on how to make a sourdough starter and just tried out from there. Ended up first several batches with these little pancake loaves that had no rise, no nothing. They were just dense, dense little bricks. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with this. And then one day I watched a different video and tried this method and ended up with these big, fluffy, soft, dark, crusty loaves. And I was like, Oh, try this. And seeing how my family loved it and started sending it to some friends and family around the area. And I was like, I think I can do this. I think I can think I can just really put some really good effort into this. And it just evolved into something that, I mean, i never dreamed I'd start my own baking baking business. That is, that is awesome. That, uh, have you ever heard of, I was just pulling up the name here, yeah. just a uh, moon bread. 
Are you familiar with Moonbread at all? I've had no, him on. So he teaches. Um, he's he's in the Salt Lake area. Jordan Davis. I I had him on the podcast. Uh, he teaches sourdough recipe bread. Oh, cla- like like he classes. Yeah, you can go take a class from him on how to make sourdough bread. It's it just made me think I had of no it. Idea. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, I've always wanted to go do that, like on a date night or something like. Oh that, yeah, right? you totally. Know, just something to do, but but I've never. Um, Dude, that is incredible if you think about it, right? So here you are, you're, you're already making breads. I mean, you're still even making breads. Yeah. And then the fact that you enjoy to still do it, right? Like not a lot of people can say that Yeah. about their jobs, right? Where it's like, dude, most people are like, I cannot wait oh, to yeah. get out of this job. And, <laughs> and, and the last thing they want to do is think about still, you know, because it's like when you're off of making bread. You got to go make more bread. Yeah, exactly. So you're never away from it, but the fact that you're still enjoying it. What what is it that you think you enjoy about it? I don't know. I I, th- I think I like the like smell. A, that's one of them. That's one of them. Like I the best was um and I brought you one of them, the, yeah. uh, ciabatta bread. I I made some over the weekend and I I baked it on on Friday and got everything out of the oven, had it on on my kitchen counter. Uh, and then went out with my wife and my son to go run a few errands that night. And we got home and the house still smelled like bread. Oh, and delicious. we were like, yes. And it's hard because sometimes I get so nose blind to it because uh, I'm just around it so much, yeah. like for hours on end. So like, I just don't notice it anymore. So sometimes that period of walking away and then coming back into the house, I'm like, oh, now I know what people think. Yeah. Now I know what people always love the smell of fresh baked bread because it's just it just feels like home. When you walk in, it just smells like your childhood. When you walk into your like your grandma's house or your mom's house, and they're baking a fresh loaf of bread, and it just is like the most comforting thing in the world. So you mentioned, I want to jump into your products. You mentioned the loaf that you brought me, the chapata bread. Um, but actually, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the name as, as yeah. we're kind of laying out the story here of of it, what you do and, and what it is you do. So you decide, I'm going to make a business. Right. Yeah. You're like, like well, well, let's talk about that. When did, when did that come about where you're like, let's make a business of this? Like maybe, maybe I could sell some bread. Yeah. It, it's that, that idea came around a couple of years ago. Um, it kind of, it kind of developed during, during COVID a little bit. Cause I, I was really, I I'd started baking bread before COVID happened and then COVID happened and we were all stuck in our houses yeah, making bread, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was baking bread at work, but then I came home and I was like, okay, I really need to buckle down and like, polish this recipe, like learn how to make really good sourdough. And the more I did, the more I gave to like family and friends, more, my family was like, you, you should be like, you shouldn't be just giving this away. Like you should be selling it. This is good enough to make a little bit of money off of this. And I was like, and so it was always tossing around the idea. Oh, if I open a bakery one day, Oh, if I open it, I was like, I think I could really do this. And I've got enough. Like I, I luckily have some good, good friends and resources. Like, uh, like I've got, I've got a sister-in-law. She's really into the graphic design. So she kind of helped me out with the logo and a lot of the marketing tools and things like that. Um, but the, it was also my, but the, yeah, the, the bakery 83, the name came around from actually it was my grandpa, uh, who, who that name came around. Uh, cause when we were tossing around names, we were like, I can't use Duncan's. <laughs> I mean, there's Dunkin' Donuts. So, 
Can't really. Yeah, but that would have been sweet, man. It would have been fun. It's you, know, you spelled yeah. the name different, though. You know? Yeah, exactly. But it's like, I don't want a lawsuit. So, <laughs> see some uh, assist or something. Yeah. Right so, uh, so I was like, I can't go with that. And then my, so my grandpa was probably one of my biggest supporters. Uh, he lived just a few blocks away from me. And every time I'd bake a bunch of bread, I'd bring him a loaf. And he was always so sweet. He'd give me a $20 bill. Oh, every man. single time. And I, the first time he gave me a 20 for it though, and I would never ask for it. And I always often try to be like, don't give me money for this. You're my grandpa. I don't want to take your money, but mm-hmm. he gave me a 20 the first time. And he said, this is for your bakery, which I actually still have that 20 right now. Nice. It saved away. I plan on framing it up one day in the bakery and being like, this is the first, first $20 bill I got for my bread. Um, but I, I wanted to name it after him just because it was so he was such a such an influence on me and such a support but i was like dang it there's his name was dewey brundage he actually was football coach and driving instructor here in orem uh but i couldn't use dewey's because there's also a dewey's bakery so i was like dang it can't go with that and i just so happened to be looking at a picture of him back when he played for the steelers in the 50s and Which is so cool, man. Yeah, it was when, awesome. when I saw that in the note, I was yeah. like, dude, that is so cool that he played for the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. And I saw his jersey and I said 83. And I was like, oh, Bakery 83. I was like, okay. It has a decent ring to it. And I, I sent the idea. We had been tossing around a couple of ideas around in my family. And I finally sent that one. And everyone went, that's it. Yeah. That's the name. And and it stuck. And, and it's been... Yeah. It, so what is your, what does your grandpa think of the name? So sadly, actually, he passed away last year. Uh, um, so I I really wish he could have seen that. And I, part of the reason I scheduled the podcast today was his it was his birthday today. Today's his birthday. Yeah, October first. So well, ha- I kind of wanted what, to. What's his name again? Dewey. Dewey. Happy birthday, yeah. Dewey. Dewey Brundage. So yeah. I, I I did this as kind of a way to Dude, acknowledge lo- him on his birthday too Heck and his yeah. contribution to where I'm at now. Cause he's, he's always been, he was always such a support and, and influence on me growing up. And so I, I just wanted to honor him in that way too. And he lived right here in Orm. Yeah. He lived right here in Orm lived. He, like I said, he was a, he was a football coach, uh, at Mountain View for years, Mountain View high school and a driving instructor in the area for long, like long, long time. He, di- he didn't retire until I think 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he was driving Dude, driving I, people around up until his late eighties. So it, I, I would have brought him on the podcast. Yeah. He, would, he would have been a heck of a story. Oh no, right? he definitely, Dude, he had lots of stories back in the fifties, man. Football yeah. man was brutal. Oh, no, I grew up with him always telling me that he punched Chuck Noll in the face Yeah, and he played across from Lavelle Edwards and practices and everything. Uh, so it, it, it's crazy. The stories he'd tell. So. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet you got some killer Steelers year like oh yeah that, you know totally. memorabilia I, yeah. had a, I had a guy i worked with years ago at a job that was obsessed with the steelers yeah. i mean that was like his <laughs> team man every yeah. day he had a different Steelers shirt or jersey or exactly. you know he had, yeah. he he had, had hats of- and that that i mean he he, he was always rocking yeah. something steelers but uh, dude that is so cool i i love you know and, and again i mean i think i was kind of telling you a little bit about uh a little bit about all of that when, when I started or before we started recording was kind of like a lot of times we don't know the stories, mm-hmm. right? Like people go to markets, they see you, they come buy your bread. They see, Oh, bakery 83, but they don't know. Yeah. Like, like what is the, the, the there, there's gotta be a reason behind the name. And that's dude, that's incredible. 
Like when I when I reached out to you, I had no idea about yeah. that name, right? But and then when you told me, I was like, well, that's that is really cool. So so talk about so your products that you make currently, do you have like main products that you yeah. make? Is it just it's not just the sourdough bread, right? You have all well, and the ciabatta bread. I mean, do you make other well, bread? Well, the ciabatta, the ciabatta is actually one I'm, I'm workshopping right now. Okay. Kind of so a you're, recipe. you're not selling it. Yeah, currently bread. no, but that one's definitely one of, I want to bring in down the line. Cause okay. I mean, I, I grew up eating chicken salad sandwiches on ciabatta that my dad would make me as a kid. And I love ciabatta bread. So I was like, oh, okay, you, I So you want me that. to give you a little bit of feedback on this bread? Oh yeah, maybe, totally. Right? I'd, I'll, love I'll, for, I'd love for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I think of it then. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to have bad bread. No, sure. You give me feedback. I'd love it. So, so, okay. So tell me about your products you make. Today. Yeah. So, so the, my main product is a, is a, is a country sourdough. So country uh -huh. sourdough is just kind of your basic rustic sourdough, sure. dark, crusty loaf with really soft, chewy, moist interior mm. that like San Francisco style yeah. sourdough that everyone loves and thinks about. Um, I, I really worked for on years. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> Toasted or something. Yeah. And they're always like, Oh, don't cut it until it's completely cool. And it's like, no, I'm slicing this open now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like that was, that was the one I've been working on for years and years and years and practicing. Uh, and, and like I mentioned, it was based off Chad Robertson's recipe from, from Tartine. Like his Tartine book is literally what got me started and what got a lot of other bakers like me started. And I, I can't, I can't even name the amount of bakers that, I follow and I look up to that. If you look in their bio on their website, they they're either an ex there. They were an employee at Tartine in San Francisco or they were inspired by his book. And it's just, that's just how much of an impact he's left on, on, on the bread scene in here in the States and even, even across, across the world. Uh, so my country recipe is very similar to his, but like my own little twist, my own certain ingredients that I put in, I, I use an organic wheat from, central milling, uh, up in Logan, try to source local wherever I can. Nice. Um, and then I mill my own, uh, white whole wheat, which is a little different from the whole wheat that you typically used to that dark Brown whole wheat flour. This one's a little lighter. So when it's in the bread, it actually looks, it kind of blends in and looks more like a white bread. Yeah. So it's that kind of like I'm sneaking in your whole grains, but you don't know it. You're, it tastes just like you're eating white bread. Cause like, there's those, always those people that are like, oh, I don't like whole bread. Cause it's, really dense and, and everything like that was usually me growing is. Up. Yeah. That was me growing up. I hated yeah. whole wheat bread. Cause I was like, I can't. I know. yeah. Yeah. But I growing now working at uh, great harvest, making honey whole wheat, learning how to make it like a nice, soft whole wheat bread. That's delicious. Have you ever had that Ezekiel bread? You know, oh yeah. With, the, with all the great, oh, that uh, stuff is, <laughs> that stuff is dance. Oh man. yeah. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so my country bread is. Kind Sorry, of like, I, I just oh, no, 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 you no. There. You're good. You're good. No, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So it, I use that as kind of my base template okay, for okay. when I make things like, um, like every week at the markets. So I, so I, I primarily sell at the farmers markets now. Yeah, right now. yeah. Okay. I don't have a storefront at the moment. Um. So, but every week I change up a different. I do a different add-in to that dough. I'll take that dough and I'll add in. Like last week, I did a cheddar and jalapeno bread. Um. Coming up for fall, I'm going to do like an apple and walnut Ooh. or a raisin pecan. Like every week I, I change it up just so it's something fresh, but also it's, I, I'm trying to follow the seasons where I can too, with the ingredients kind of match what's going on with the seasons. Um, so that's kind of my base. And then I also have a baguette that I sell, like just a basic French baguette. Um, 
And then I also do some sourdough pastries on the side as well. I do uh, some croissants and danishes, okay. uh, chocolate croissants, uh, morning bun, which is uh, everyone always asks what's a morning bun. So it's like take an orange roll, like an orange cinnamon roll and a mm. croissant and mash them together. Like that's, that's basically so what deliciousness. Oh yeah. It, like, it, <laughs> two, sounds, two of the best things ever. So good. Yeah. It's rolled into one literally. Um, yeah. So those are kind of my base things. And then, like I said, I just change it up every week and I do a different flavor of bread or pastry and just, it's also kind of a way to get feedback and like, see what people like or what they don't like. Cause like yeah. one week I had a, I did a white cheddar and dill a couple of weeks back and I had a lot of people like it, but one lady was like very adamant. Like, I am not a fan of that. And I was like, that is good to know. <laughs> that is good to know for the future. Like just kind of really understanding what people's tastes are, especially here in Utah. They're very different from like California or New York. Like you're not going to get people eating the same foods all the time. So, well, and you can't please everybody. Yeah. Either, right. Like exactly. some people are like, Oh, I don't like this. Or, you know, it's the same yeah. thing. I, I had to learn that with podcasting. Right. Like when yeah. I started this podcast, it was like, you know what? Everybody's not going to like everybody I bring on. Exactly. Everybody's not going to like yeah. my interview style. And you know what? That's why there's a million other podcasts you can <laughs> yeah. listen to. Yeah. But now you don't have a storefront currently. No. Uh, currently you just, no. you just do you, typically the, what the Orem farmers market. Yeah. Orem farmers market. Just starting out there for now. Do you, yeah. I mean, have you looked into other markets at all? Yeah, Maybe um, even some, some Salt Lake Valley ones. For or? sure. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely in the plans for next year. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of really like a major test run to, to see what people thought about, uh, my bread and pastries sure. is like, okay, do people like this? Is this worth investing the time? Is this worth investing the energy and everything? And my first week I was sold out within two hours. I love it. Which I was like, what? I was, I was so like taken back, taken right? back yeah. by, I was like, people, people like this. Hopefully like, I, I hope they're liking it if they're buying it. And, and now I've, I've got a of quite a few regulars who come yeah. straight to my booth now, which is, and it's so good. Cause I love getting to know them and have conversations with them. And, and I'm getting to know some of the vendors around me as well. I've got some really good relationships with them now. Like, uh, like if I'm going to be doing a fruit Danish or fruit bread, I'll, there's a, there's open shop farms right across from me and I'll go trade a couple loaves of bread with them and get, get a crate of apples and, and incorporate them into my bread for the next week. It's just, it's, it's such a fun environment to be part of and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And so plan is hopefully next year to get in at least two or three markets, um, and then use that and use that kind of publicity, use that customer base to really find a place to settle down and open a storefront and get people coming to me and then possibly still continue to branch out to markets as well for the summers and stuff. So, so it is a goal to have a brick and mortar. Yeah, store it is for sure. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, it makes the most sense, I guess, somewhere where you could, you know, bake it. Exactly. And then people can come in and, yeah. and, and buy it instead of, because I know a lot of times um, people I've, I've brought in through the show, you know, they'll get just like a big commercial kitchen yeah. or something like that and, and not deal with a physical storefront. Um, now, one question I don't think I asked you uh, yet. Now, is this your first like entrepreneurial in endeavor like uh, like or have you tried little little things like this before i think it's my it's my first real official one like doing okay. all the paperwork getting it done like that it's my first official i for a while um 
kind of before COVID hit, I was really getting into photography Okay, as well, which I, I kind of jumped around. No, I, I mean, I went to I school, I went to school for, for musical theater for crying out loud. I, I, I've, I got my degree in musical theater and now I'm opening a bakery. That's the, but I'm no, no, nobody jumped, gets jobs with what their degrees exactly, are. No, no. <laughs> so I kind of jumped around between different career paths and interests, but like photography, it was kind of tying in with theater at the time. It was, it was like, Oh, I was, I was able to take people's headshots or I was kind of learning a little bit of filmmaking, things like that. Um, so it kind of was tying in and now it kind of plays into product photography for my bakery, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I was trying to kind of slowly start doing a, a photography business, working into that, um, doing people's headshots or, or things like that, but it, it didn't quite take off. I still have friends up every once in a while approach me like, Hey, could you take some photos for me? Happy to. And I still, I've still got a couple film cameras that I go out and take photos every once in a while if I'm on a, on a trip or something. Love it. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of the start, but I realized the market, especially here in, here in Utah Valley. I mean, there, how many wedding photographers are here in uh, Utah Valley? Diamond dozen. Yeah. So it was kind of, the market was kind of getting a little saturated with it and I was starting to lose kind of a little bit of that passion with it. But I was like, there aren't a lot of like artisan sourdough bakeries here. And I was really kind of, I kind of had a little bit of a gear shift into that. So it's kind of technically my second jab at a, at a business, but I think this is the one that's finally taken off. Dude, that's great though, man. Like that you've made it as far as you have, um, you know, cause I'll see, you know, I'm in a lot of different business Facebook groups and, and online groups and stuff. And, you know, you see a lot of these people, it's like, they don't even know where to start. Yeah. Right. They're like, how do you get into farmer's markets and how do you even start a business? You know, some people just don't know. I mean, did you have like a mentor or a coach or did you just kind of get in there and figure it out yourself? Uh, I, I, a lot of it's a lot of, for a lot of it for me is pretty self-taught. Um, but luckily my, the, my boss who I'm currently work working for at the great harvest because, uh, the original owner, Steve Owen, he sold it about three years ago, almost okay. to, to a new guy. His name's Josh Christensen, but he, he owned a, a, a cold stone up in, in Logan still, own, still owns it, but he moved down here to Draper because he was interested in buying the bakery. And with that cold stone for years and years, he was going to farmer's markets and doing things and events. And he would cater like the, their cold stone would cater for Utah state games and all sorts of things. And so he was kind of, when I approached him, when he took over the business, I kind of helped with the transition from ownership because he was still kind of bouncing between Logan and here. Okay. Um, so I kind of helped with that transition. I got really close with him with that, but I was, I first thing I mentioned when he took over, I was like, Hey, I do want to possibly start my going off and doing my own baking on the side one day. And he was like, Oh great. Let's see what we can do to support you with this. And so ever since then, he's been a huge support and advisor on farmers markets and how to get set up and how to start a business and, and everything. So he's, he's been a huge support with that. And then, I mean, my parents have been the biggest supporters as well, teaching me how to get relationships with customers. I mean, my dad works for Emser Tile, so he he knows how to work with people on a constant basis, great with business relations and 
and stuff like that. So I've had a, have had a few good mentors with stuff like that. Where, where did you say your dad worked at? Emser Tile? Yeah, Emser Tile up in Salt Lake. Okay, no, I'm very, I used to work at Contempo Tiles oh, yeah. <laughs> years ago. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? he's it's, been with Emser since I was probably like yeah, 10 so we, years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say that name rings a bell. Yeah. I haven't uh, heard that. Well, I, well, maybe I met your dad then before. Possibly, yeah, his name's Dave it. Johnson. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe so, I was there for about 12 years. So, oh, okay. So I was, uh, that was a, a previous lifetime. Yeah. Ago. But, uh, dude, that is, well, speaking of, of photos, can you, have you thought about putting any, any of your breads online? Like, so people can order it even on, like, or maybe you yeah. do have a website. Yeah, or, I do have a website. Etsy even? I mean, Etsy. Uh, and Etsy, not quite. Um, I do, I do plan on eventually, I, I don't quite have a storefront quite yet on my website. Just because, again, like this market was more like the Orem market was definitely this trial yeah. period to see if people like it. And I've, I've actually had a lot of people approaching me because the market's over in a couple of weeks. And so I've had a lot of people approach me like, hey, what are you going to be doing when when the market's over? Uh, and I'm like that. That's probably the most common question I get now. And so I'm, I'm working on possibly setting up a storefront. The biggest thing is like at, at the bakery I currently work at, like we're hitting our busy season. So it's kind of going to be that that balance of being able to do both if I'm able to and setting up a storefront where people can buy, or I might have to set up a schedule where it's like, Hey, once a week, here's when you can order, here's what you can order and stuff like that. But yeah, that's definitely the next step in the process that I'm working on. Now what, maybe some holiday markets or something yeah. like that, but I know you said it's busy, but, but I was just thinking how, I mean, these bread, this bread of yours would make great holiday gifts. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something I was, I, I for sure am looking into doing, for example, for like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like being like, Hey, uh, croissant orders, for example, mm. for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, Only everyone does rolls. dinner rolls yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So like thinking of an option like that, where it's like, Hey, get your pre-orders in the week before and I'll prep them all. And then I'll set up like a pickup time, stuff like that. Or even mm. for Christmas too, just some, something like that, that people can still get a hold of my stuff and, and I can still be in contact with that regular customer base I've been building up. Dude, that is, I mean, would you, I mean, I'm, I imagine you would like to make this eventually your full-time job, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, sure. that's kind of the, do you, do you have anybody helping you now? Is your, I mean, your wife get in and help you at all? Yeah, or, she's, or? she's great. She, my wife, uh, she, she comes to the markets on Wednesdays. She okay. shows up with my little boy and she'll come and help me, uh, with customers and stuff. I'll, I do a lot of the, the talking for sure. Um, but she's, she's great and she's familiar with all my stuff that I make and yeah. she's watched me through all of the processes before. Um, and she's great at helping when, when I get a little bit flooded with customers and talking them through stuff and ringing them up and, and everything. So she's great with that. She's a great help. Um, I currently don't necessarily have anyone helping with, um, the production side of it at the moment. Uh, it's a lot of solo work at the moment. Luckily I'm not it's not so much stuff that I'm, I'm completely overwhelmed, but it's definitely like I'm kind of bouncing between doing my full-time job and this. And it's, it's definitely a lot of work. Are you sure. still in school too? No, I graduated oh, yeah, a couple gonna, years ago. I was no. going to say, oh, if you're no, still I trying would, to do school, I would not be doing this, this if man. I was still like, in school. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, are you still getting up at 3 a.m. for great oh, yeah, harvest for sure. or, yeah. or what? Like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there Monday through Saturday baking every day. So I, and then I, I, so basically I, I, everything prep for the market basically starts the Thursday, the week before, no, the yeah. Friday, sorry, Friday. Cause I'm prepping the croissant dough, which is nice because I can freeze that dough 
and pull it out when I need it. But yeah, it starts out. I make the dough. The next day, I put I do all the layering with the butter uh, on on the Saturday. Stick it in the freezer and then pull it out. And then on Tuesday is the main day. I'm baking, making all the dough for the breads, producing all of that. And then what I do is I I'm doing that while I'm also baking stuff for Great Harvest. Wow. I'm doing I'm bouncing between the two during my shift, which is nice because I'm I don't have to go to the store. Uh, down to the bakery five, like five times a day, I can just kind of bounce between them. I've got luckily five years at the store. I've been able to build up a good method of multitasking, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I go in on Tuesday nights all night. I go in at like nine 30, 10 o'clock at night and I bake through the night until about 3 AM and I take Wednesdays off from the bakery and I'm leaving right as the bakers are coming in for great harvest. And then I, go home, sleep for a couple hours, wake up, get everything packaged and then head over to the market that, that evening. Well, I'm so. probably cutting into your bedtime right now. Oh you're, no. You're, you're probably like, man, I got, <laughs> I want to get to bed. I oh no. Get, get, get I, I get a lot less sleep than I, than I should, but I've gotten so used to it over the past couple of years. It's amazing how our bodies will oh, adjust yeah. like that. But, uh, dude, that is so cool. I mean, what, what advice would you give somebody who's listening kind of goes back to, you know, uh, your, your first, you know, entrepreneurial type endeavor. And, and like, if you had a mentor or coach, but I get a lot of people that listen to the podcast that, that maybe want to even start a business. Yeah. What, what kind of like, like, do you have one or two pieces of advice that you might give them? Uh, just something, I mean, you know, I mean, it could be any type of business. I don't know. Any, any, any advice you would give them? I mean, the biggest thing, that I would give, I mean, I mean, as someone who is still learning so much, like I, I'm still like, Oh, how am I going to do taxes this year? <laughs> like that, yeah, like how I'm are still, you do taxes oh, I, I, <laughs> luckily my we boss won't talk about yeah. that. Right? <laughs> uh, for me, it would just definitely be like, if you, if you can see yourself doing this as like, and enjoying it and not getting tired of it, just keep, pushing like that there have been days where my bread like i like i mentioned earlier would come out of the oven just flat as a pancake like there didn't rise tastes horrible and i'm like what did i do and like thought in that moment like i can't do this i'm done i'm not baking any more bread everything but then i'm like okay this is one time i i can push forward i can fix this i know how to do it and if i think my biggest thing like i said would be just Keep going, especially if this is something you can see yourself doing years down the line. And you are, if that makes you happy seeing yourself doing this, keep going. Don't give up on it. I think that would probably be my biggest piece of advice, especially as someone who's still starting out, still learning. So that that's probably what I would say is keep going, keep pushing. Love it. What, what do you, I mean, what do you do on the day? I'm sure there's days though that you don't want to get up and you, well, I mean, yeah, you don't yeah. want to get up, but, <laughs> but I mean, that you don't want to do it. I mean, what, what do you do yeah. on those days, man? I think what motivates me on those days that I don't want to do it, where it's like, it is 3am, it is snowing and it's cold outside. It's like, I do not want to get out of my bed and go down to this bakery. I think it's the fact that a, this is something that isn't just for me. I'm providing for my family, which is 
always been my biggest motivator is like, I can do this for my family, especially as a baker. It's like, I can always feed my family, not just with money, but I can feed my family always. But for me, it's seeing the happiness that something I made brings to other people. Yeah. Is, is probably my big, one of my biggest motivators is I'm not just doing this for me. I'm, this is something for other people, especially that I think COVID really kind of opened my eyes to that because we were deemed an essential business. We, we stayed open all through COVID and we were working, churning out hundreds of loaves of bread a day to make sure people Gotta had have something bread, to eat. Man. Yeah. Gotta have I mean, it's a, it's a necessity. I mean, we as humans have been eating bread for thousands of years and it's, it's something that's just been ingrained in us. Like society was formed around farming and, and, and baking and things like that. Like that's how society was formed. And it's like, you can't just shut that down overnight. So it was, for me, it was, I need, I'm doing something that everyone can enjoy and every, everyone needs to, and that can bring people together. I think that was, that was, that's probably the biggest motivator for me to, to get up at 3am and, and bake bread. Like, I mean, there's that phrase of let's get this bread. And it's like, literally that's basically what I have to tell myself every day is yeah, let's bake this bread and make people happy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, bread, it's, 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 uh, it is a, you know, I mean, you know, the saying, let's sit down and break bread together. Yeah. Right. It's a very, uh, communal, uh, bringing people together, uh, product, I guess. Yeah. So you're, you're definitely doing a lot, but let's, uh, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. I, I like to talk about Utah. Uh, one question I stopped asking for a little while, and then I had a, a recent, uh, I think it was Rusty over at, uh, at uh, Salt City Barbecue. He, he brought it up. He was like, he was like, uh, you, you don't ask this question anymore. So I brought it back of, uh, you know, we have family and friends that visit us. Yeah. They, they come in from out of town, you know, and they're like, Hey, you know, uh, Duncan, take me around. Give me the tour of, uh, of Utah of, uh, of the area. Yeah. Where do you take people to? I mean, what, what areas do you show off? And I mean, um, you know, it could be, uh, uh buildings. It could be areas of, of town. It could be, be things. I mean, I've had some people say, you know, some, anything from the great salt Lake to park city yeah. to, to the temple to whatever. Right. Like where, where, where do you like to take people? Um, I, I love going up into the mountains. Oh, yeah. I, I've always loved going up into the mountains. I, and my wife and I actually just did did the Alpine Loop today. Oh, beautiful this time uh, of year. Absolutely gorgeous. And we we were up there and we uh, – usually we go up through Sundance and then come out American Fort Canyon or come yeah. down through Cascade Springs. But this time we went the, uh, the opposite direction. We went up AF and came down Sundance. Um, but I, I love the mountains. That's one thing that when I'm away from Utah, I miss. I hate seeing – nothing in the horizon. I love love seeing the mountains in the horizon and the trees that it's always been home to me. Uh, I mean, growing up outside of, outside of Utah for a couple of years for about half my life. Um, we've always come back here to Utah, um, for, to visit my grandparents who were here uh, and everything. Um, and those mountains have always been home and, but like going up in the mountains, but especially like Sundance, I, I love going up to Sundance every time I go up there. I, I mean, I've, like I've mentioned theater, I've performed up there twice and, but going up there and just seeing the beauty of these mountains and just how, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't, I, just, I don't really know how to describe it, but those mountains just, there's something oh, I, that I, I, calls I, me toward them. And I, 
that's what I'm always like, go, go, go to, go to Sundance, go to park city. They're just gorgeous up there and just go experience those mountains and how beautiful they are. I think people that live here understand what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. I mean? We, we get it. Yeah. We understand, especially, I mean, yeah, they're, they're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think of all the growth? I mean, Utah has just exploded over the last couple of years. What are your thoughts on all that? I think it's just, <laughs> that's a big question. No, <laughs> no, that's, no, it's a great question. I mean, especially as someone with, with a, with a young family myself, yeah. um, uh, it's, I think it's just because, especially here in Utah Valley, I think it's just relatively quiet. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. That might not be the right word to use, but it just, it was definitely it used to be a lot slower paced in Utah. Now yeah, it's definitely sure. not. It's definitely picked up. Yeah. There's so many businesses, so many families coming to Utah. Um, but like you see, if you go down a vineyard, just developments, just neighborhood after neighborhood is coming up and just so many families moving here. But I, I like it. I think it's just, it's a, it's a great place to, to raise a family. Like, uh, just because there's so many people that are close by to you. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the draw to it. Um, and Utah, we're pretty like, we like to see what's new. Like sometimes, sometimes it can be a little, little hard for new things to come in at times, but then you get those new things that come in every once in a while and people just gravitate immediately towards it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, it's compared to living in like Oregon. I lived in Portland, Oregon growing up and I lived in Northern California, but it's just, it, it feels a lot more calm here compared to there. I mean, you see all the crazy stuff going on in both of those States right now at the moment, oh, yeah. just compared to there. I'm like, this is, this is paradise here. <laughs> You're like, I'll stay yeah. right here. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I miss like, for example, I, I miss Oregon. I haven't been up there in probably 15 years. Yeah. Um, but it looking at, it's like, I'd much rather live here and visit there. Like just how much more calm it is here. Yeah. So that's probably it. What about any, uh, do you have any favorite local eating spots, places that you oh. like to eat? I mean, whether it's in Utah County, Salt Lake County, yeah. wherever, you know, um, there's, there's a burger place in Provo that I really like. I haven't been in a little while, but it's called Chom. Okay. Burger. Uh, I like a good burger place. They've man. got this one burger that has a fried egg on it. Ooh. And that's, that's what I get every time I go there. Okay. Uh, there's them. There's, there's a place called Mott's in Provo. They're the pizza place. Okay. And they do, they do sourdough crust for their, for their pizzas. And they're just delicious artisan pizzas, uh, wood fired oven, everything. Uh, they're a place that my wife and I go pretty often. And okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Two recommendations. You know what I mean? Anything you would change about, about Utah, about the area, about, your neighborhood. I don't know. Anything, uh, anything you would change? Um, I mean, probably I think the biggest thing for me, I would say is, and I, I mean, is be more open to new ideas. Okay. Uh, cause like I was mentioning before, like there's the Utahns are pretty open, but it it takes some specific things for them to finally like latch on. But I'd say, be open to new ideas. Be open to new things. Um, don't get so stuck. I yeah. mean, you hear so much about the, like the Utah bubble or the Utah culture, and it's like break out of that bubble just a little bit. Like, like, yeah, you can be comfortable with certain things, but you need to you need to push yourself a little bit more and 
go yeah. and go try new things more often and get out of Utah a little bit. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, someday there, there's a yeah. whole world there is. There yeah. Learn out there. Come back here. Utah is amazing. I love it here. Oh, yeah. I, I, I could, I could die here. I, I love it. But at the same time, it's like, Go, it's kind of like, go, like the, the phrase, like, go touch some grass kind of thing. Like, get out of your house and go touch some grass. Like, go travel. Yeah. Go, go do some things. But then come out, come home and relax and enjoy the mountains kind of deal. So. What's, uh, what's the best way as we kind of wind this episode yeah. up a little bit and kind of, you know, uh, well, first of all, I mean, thank you so much for, for chatting. Yeah, thanks for having with me. me. I mean, heck of a story. I mean, uh, and I love the, again, back to the name thing. I, I love it cause it's very, the name, you know, it's very kind of s- secret to you, right? The yeah. bakery 83, but, but just that kind of that ode to your, yeah. your grandfather, you know? Um, but, uh, how can, how can listeners connect with you? I know you're on, I think we connected on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Cause I imagine social media is a, a, yeah, a social important is a part. Huge thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably how you advertise. Really. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's my main advertising is, is, is my Instagram. It's uh, bakery 83. Everything's all spelled out with that. So okay. it's not the eight, three. So it's 83 okay. spelled out. So bakery 83, just all one phrase spelled out together, lowercase. Any reason you did it that way? Uh, the other ways we're talking or something, oh, or they're just fair or, enough. Even though I look them up and there, there's no there's other yeah. bakery 83. I don't know. There. Yeah. Every, other people have grandfathers. Well, it's like when I was, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when I was signing up to create a, an email account there, this one already exists. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so it's all spelled out, but then the website is bakery 83.com. Okay. So I've got a website, um, that you can get in contact. I do have a contact page. You can get in touch with me about orders and stuff. I've had some people contact me being like, Hey, I've got an event coming up. Could you bake a couple of loaves of bread for me or stuff like that? And I've had people approach me with that and you can always get in contact with me and hopefully I'll be opening a storefront within, within the next couple months, hopefully next year for sure. Once this busy season at great harvest is over and I can kind of really kind of divert my attention a little bit more into, into my own stuff. And if people want to reach out to you, I mean, this will be going up, uh, right. You know, end of October ish, yeah. probably, uh, mid October. I'm just trying to think about when this will go up. Uh, holidays are right around the corner. Yeah. Let's say when people want to do some gifts, I mean, they could reach out to you too. Right. Like, I guess if they want to, yeah, you know, order sure. 10 loaves of sourdough yeah, bread exactly. or something like that. Right. But, uh, what about Facebook? Are you on Facebooks or no? Um, I think it's connected to my main page right now, but I need, I do need to make an official like Facebook page for it. Yeah. Um, at the moment I was kind of leaning heavily onto the Instagram facet, but there's still quite a few people. Well, there's uh, as old folks. We like yeah. the Facebooks, right? <laughs> yeah. I know it's an older demographic yeah. on the, I, mean, I still go on Facebook and everyone like looks at me like I'm, I'm almost 28 and all my coworkers are like 18 and they're like, you're a grandpa. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I like it. <laughs> I, like, I like Facebook better yeah. than Instagram. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, I'm a text-based kind of guy. You know, uh-huh. I'm not a, I'm not a photo guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, kind of goes back to, I guess, why this podcast doesn't have video yeah, yet. Exactly. I mean, but, uh, well, very cool, man. Uh, anything you want to chat about or anything that, that I, I know we kind of skimmed the surface yeah. uh, with things. And that happens a lot of times the um, first time I bring people through, but, but I'd like to bring you back through down the road, especially yeah, once you get to, once I'd you get a storefront yeah. uh, going. Let's let's touch base then, you know. For sure. Uh, but anything by the mics are hot and we're recording. Anything you want to promote <sighs> or not, talk about uh, or mention or? I mean, of course, coming 
swing by Great Harvest, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm down there pretty much every single day. You can catch me before noon. Okay. Um, they're all the time. You can always talk to me about stuff. Um, okay, well, go, you got to try their bread too. Yeah. I know we're here no, to promote no, Duncan, Great but if you've amazing. never like, had Great yeah. Harvest bread, you got to no, try it. Especially not come down. I mean, we do pumpkin bread year round. Like that's how popular it is. I mean, I, I personally made 105 loaves of it yesterday on Saturday. So, for, loaves. so you're yeah. used to high production. Already, oh yeah, man. for sure. That's definitely what I was like. Hey, I can, I can do a storefront eventually down the road because I'm so used to doing this such high production for great harvest that I was like, okay, I can definitely do this down the future. Um, but yeah, so definitely swing by great harvest. I mean, look for me at farmer's markets down in the future. I'll yeah. definitely be always updating my Instagram about what I'm up to. And especially in the off season from the markets, like, and stuff. So like, that's, I'll definitely be keeping up with that. One thing I wanted to mention really quick. It made me think of it when we were talking about great harvest here just right now is props to your, uh, your boss for supporting you. Um, with this endeavor, because I know a lot of people kind of have to keep a lot of their side hustles secret. Yeah, at jobs or can't talk about it, or fears that they'll get fired. Yeah, or exactly. something like that. But, but it sounded like I mean, according to our conversation, at yeah. least it sounded like you you get support. No, he he's been, and I'm happy to. I, I mean, everyone's always like, oh, don't don't be friends with your managers because they don't really care about you. But no, this guy Josh, he has been such an amazing support and, and friend really in the past couple of years that I've known him. I mean, he's got, uh, he's got three young boys of his own and he, he knows what it's like for someone to start a business young like me and, and do this. And like I said, when he was starting the business and I kind of sat down with him cause he wanted to know what my plans were. Cause I was kind of, I was basically starting to take over as kind of a manager before he came around and then when that transition came around, he was like, Hey, I, w- I would love to have you keep you around as long as I can. Yeah. And, and that's why I've been there for so long. Um, I've had so many people be like, why haven't you completely moved on? I was like, cause I do enjoy working there and, and everything. And I w- love my work environment. My boss is amazing. And he's been such a support. And like I said, I, when I was setting up my sole proprietorship with utah.gov, I was like, how do I do this? How do I do this? Calling him up. And he was always willing to answer and be so supportive huge, huge help. And he's the, I, I, the most amazing thing too, is he's been actually allowing me to use the bakery to produce all my stuff at the moment. So as long as it's kind of just been on my own, like as long as I'm putting great harvest kind of in the forefront yeah, for sure, making sure the store is still good, but I'm able to do my stuff on the side. He's been as supportive as possible. And I, I mean, he gets f- free croissants from me all the time, which is the nice thing too, a little benefit for him, but uh, he and his family have been absolutely great and big supports. That's awesome. So awesome. And maybe I'll have to bring him on through. The podcast yeah, no, too, he, you know, he'd definitely about be some a great, great person great to talk harvest, to. Yeah. But, uh, thank you so much. Thank you no, so much, Duncan. Um, again, let's, let's, let's catch up down the yeah, road. Yeah, for sure. All right. Many thanks again to Duncan Johnson for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Oh my gosh. If you guys have not tried bakery 83 yet, Go give them a try. Go try some of the bread. Go to uh, one of the farmer's markets that they're at and and pick some up. Let Duncan know that you heard him on an episode of Let's Talk Local. Because, I mean, what is the point of doing this podcast week after week if we're not networking, if we're not chatting? I mean, especially uh, here in the state of Utah. I mean, it is that is one thing that I've always loved about living in Utah. And I do not want to lose this, you guys is we have always supported mom and pop 
independent local businesses. And even with all of the growth in this state, let's continue that, you guys. Let's support local. Let's try some of these new businesses out uh, that maybe you've never tried out before. And let's get to know some of these people. So reach out to Duncan and let him know uh, that you heard him on the podcast. And uh, like I mentioned at the very beginning Uh, The Red Sign team is the sponsor for this podcast. So many thanks to the Red Sign team. Uh, That's my real estate team. I'm a real estate agent here in the state of Utah. I mostly service in Utah County and Salt Lake County. But if you have any real estate related questions, you can uh, shoot me a text at 801-244-2908. I'd love to uh, answer any questions. Uh, Or if it's easier, shoot me an email at chris at redsign.com. Love you guys. And we'll see you on the next episode.